Well, we're going to bring the Word to you today and I'm going to be speaking from Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. Let me read it to you. It says this, No more immature behaviour amongst us. Children are an easy mark for imposters. God wants us to grow up and to know the whole truth and to speak it in love. Be like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. He speaks, He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flows through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthily in God, robust in love. And so really the way I want to summarise it is this. How do you know you're growing up spiritually? How do you know you're making progress in your walk in following Christ? And I find that it simply comes down to, I know what to do. I know where to go and I know what to say. As I get on the journey of faith, I become more aware of my failings. I become more aware of my shortcomings. I become more aware that I don't measure up. But instead of that being fatalistic and instead of that being a reason to me to pull back and how many people are not here today because they made a mistake and they felt like, well, I'm not good enough to go to church. Uh, I did something I shouldn't have done, but oh, I, and, and they use their failures, they use their blemishes, they use maybe some bad habits in their life. Instead of running to church, what do we do as human beings? We, instead of moving forward, we, we go, oh, I'm ashamed of that. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, why did I do that again? And instead of going forward into God, we start to shrink back and human nature continues to do the same thing. The narrative is hiding. When you start to hide and you start to pull back and you start to make excuses, it's always coming out of the same narrative. And that is the human story of I'm ashamed of what I'm thinking. I'm ashamed of what I'm doing. Really, it's a reality is I don't measure up to God and God's goodness and God's godliness. I don't feel that holy. I don't feel that godly. So what do we do? We go back to maybe more comfortable environments where maybe people agree with what we have been doing. Or maybe we go back to environments where there's no encouragement, no support to get out of it, forward and instead of having friends of your destiny in your life you just have people that pretend to be friends but really they're no friends of you and they're not friends of what God's put on your life so let's all be honest growing up spiritually is not I've become a super saint is I'm more aware of me but I've become more and more aware of him in other words I know what to do stay faithful keep worshiping and take communion I know what to do when I make a mistake, I stay thankful, I keep worshipping, I take communion. You know, when you screw up, the last thing you want to do is worship God. And that's exactly what the enemy wants for our lives. He wants us to pull back, stop getting excited about the things of God. He wants us to be ashamed and wants us to feel sorry for ourselves. And, and He creates parties all around Berlin for people to feel happy about their unhappiness. It's called a pity party. I know what to do when I screw up. I know what to do when I realise I don't measure up. 
I know what to do. I'm going to stay thankful. I'm going to keep worshipping. I'm going to take communion. You know, God has given us so many things to keep us in the story of faith. He's done so many things to keep us in the relationship. And it's what He has done for us. But you've got to understand, I'm growing up spiritually this year. I know that I don't measure up. But you know what? I know Jesus measured up. So I'm going to keep worshipping. I'm going to keep taking communion. I'm going to keep thankfulness. Because I tell you, that's an indicator that you're growing up spiritually. Why? I know know what to do. And that is I need to keep moving forward. I know where to go. Growing up spiritually this year is simply come down to I know where to go. I know where to go. I need to I know where to go to his word. I know how to go to his house. I'm going to stay in his presence. In other words, growing up spiritually this year, it's not that you make mistakes because we will. It's not that we don't measure up it's because we don't. It's not that we haven't got all our little duckies in the row because they won't be in a row all the time. It's just simply understanding this year, I'm growing up spiritually because I know what to do and I know where to go. I'm gonna go to His house when I don't feel like it. I'm gonna go to His Word when I'm not even sure what I'm gonna read. And I'm going to go to His presence and I'm going to go to His promises. I know what to say. I'm going to speak His promises. I'm declaring His goodness. I'm going to keep praising His name. You know when you don't measure up and you don't really want to kind of go for God? Whatever the reasons are, and there may be a lot of reasons, but at the end of the day, growing up spiritually is, you know what, I've got every reason not to go, but I know what to say. I know what to do. I know what to say and I know where to go. Imagine if our church this year, individually, collectively, if we just determined, I know what to do, I know what to say and I know where to go. I really do believe there'll be a newfound momentum in so much of our church. So I really want to encourage you to get a hold of the book of Ephesians. And the book of Ephesians is our reference point for all of this because Ephesians, basically, Paul writes the letter from Rome in a prison. And he basically says to one of the most influential churches in the first century, the church at Ephesus, which is now modern day Turkey. Jerusalem was pretty influential, but it got smashed by the Romans a few years after this church got started. And so God continued the influence by taking His people everywhere. And I need you to understand this, that Paul writes the letter. And what is Ephesians about? It's about your foundations. You've got to have a good foundation if you're going to do something with your life. He starts talking about the calling of God. Everyone in the room has got a call of God on your life, amen? And you need to live up to it. That's what he says. And then he says, this is how you've got to figure out your relationships. And he starts speaking into what marriage looks like and what relationships look like and what your work life looks like. You know, I love that we're doing this thing at Enlarged Learning this Tuesday because our world has lost God's wisdom on work. And I need you to understand, God has a lot to say about work and your work and your career and about what He's calling you to. Get the God wisdom for work and for the calling because the world system doesn't take work forward. It becomes something like an imprisonment. And God wants to use work as a freedom. God uses work as a meaningful thing where you actually represent Him in the career and the work that you're called to go to. So let's really position ourselves to learn new things and really understand wisdom from God about our work and our career. Amen. But He talks into the relationships. Now you're in church. This is what it looks like. Now you're in a job. This is what it looks like. If you employ people, do it because you're employed by God. 
If you work under a boss, this is what a good employee looks like. Why? Because you're ultimately doing it for Jesus. And then he gets onto something which I'm taking time to get to. And that is, if you're going to do this life serving Jesus, put on the armor of God. Why? Because you're going to be under attack. Your battle is not with flesh and blood. Your battle is with the principalities and the powers. In other words, the spirit behind the spirit. Amen. And so I want to remind you that God has given us weapons. So I'm going to just mention it and forgive me if I'm going quickly, but I've been doing this in the services throughout the weeks. But God in Ephesians, through the writing of Paul, He gives us seven parts of the armour that we are supposed to put on as a believer. Seven parts of the armour. Number one, it's the belt of truth. And Paul is using a Roman centurion, a Roman soldier when he describes this visually. But he's using a a soldier, he's using a physical example to say, this is what God has done for you. Paul was under imprisonment in Rome, so he would have had Roman soldiers all around him guarding him. And then he's writing a letter to the most influential church in Ephesus, which still speaks to us in the 21st century. And he says, listen, God has given you seven parts of armour that you're supposed to put on if you're going to serve God in Jesus' Name. And so number one was the belt of truth. The belt of truth held everything together. And it's an important part and I'm going to major on that today. Number two, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the gospel shoes that bring peace, the sword of the Spirit and an attitude of prayer. Well, let me talk to you about the armour of God and I'm going to major on one of them today and that is the belt of truth. And I have a belt on today, but I have a belt and it's not really anything special. And the belt of truth was a major part of the armour, because it held everything together. And I honestly believe truth, God's truth will hold your life together. When everything else is falling, God's truth will hold it together. Amen. When your health is failing, God's truth will, will make up the difference. Amen. When the work is not coming, God's truth can hold, hold you and get you to look beyond what you can see naturally in Jesus' Name. The truth of God's Word is powerful. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about God's armour. And one of the things that will happen, how do you know you've got the armour of God on? I talked the other week about you don't go to bed and take your armour off because it's spiritual. It's not physical. You don't fight your battles. You know, there are battles that are fought in our world today. And there are military people trained for some of the severest hostility places in the world. And so there are natural soldiers, but God is using the parallel that we need the spiritual soldiers as well. How do you think human trafficking is so strong on our earth today? Because there is a brokenness in our humanity. And so what do we do? We have to take on the weakness of others and we have to exploit them to feed this unquenchable need in sometimes the the worst and the evilest of people. How many people in this room have struggled because you've had bad thoughts, woke up in the morning with a bad thought and you just took it to the train and you took it to the U-bahn and you took it to the bicycle lane. I guarantee someone that you see going for God, they begin to see that they have a God-given purpose for their life. I guarantee one of the indicators you've got the armour of God on is because there's such an awareness that your life is full of God-given purpose. I've never seen anyone put the armour of God on and be purposeless. I've never seen anyone put the armour of God on and be purposeless. Now, how do you know maybe you haven't got the armour on? Well, ask yourself the question, how strong is the purpose of God on your life? 
Because when purpose starts getting a hold of your life, I guarantee it's because you've started to put on the armour of God, amen? Because one of the evidences that you've got the armour on is that I know my purpose. See, purpose comes when you start to put the armour on. I just know my purpose. Why would you dress up as a military soldier if you didn't have a purpose? Well, it's just kind of like carnival weekend. Oh, you carnivaler. But even if you're a carnival learner, you still got a purpose and that is to party as a soldier at carnival. You see, what I'm trying to say to you is purpose is a fruit of putting something on. You're putting on a shirt and tie because I'm going to work. Who puts a shirt and tie on? But the point is, is think about it. When you put something on, it's because there's purpose. You put some Sun lotion on because you're going to go sit in the sun. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. It's not rocket science, but have you put the armour of God on? Well, how do you know? Well, has the purpose of God become stronger over your life? Growing up spiritually this year is, you know what? I've got a lot more purpose on my life than I've ever had in Jesus' name. I'm not just going to church with no purpose. I'm coming to the house of God because I'm full of purpose. I go to work on Monday because I'm full of purpose. I keep pushing through because I'm full of purpose. I'm overcoming challenges because I'm full of purpose. You can't take me out because I'm a person full of God-given purpose. You can't reject me. You can't push me to the side. Why? Because you can't keep down purpose. The only people you can keep down in life are people who have lost their purpose, people who have no sense of purpose. You put purpose in your life and I'm telling you, you're dressed up for something. I put the armour of God on. Why? Because I'm, a, I'm absolutely, I'm a, I'm a mean, lean, scary machine and I'm going to smash the enemy and I'm going to take him down. His lies have robbed my family. His lies have robbed my generation. His lies have hurt my friends. His lies have taken people out. I'm telling you, the armour of God is on. i got purpose on my life and I'm going to mess him up in Jesus' Name because you are full of purpose. But one thing that you know about purpose is going to take courage. I've never known anyone with purpose to not have courage. What is the opposite of courage? Discouragement. There's plenty of people that have been discouraged. I've been discouraged. You wouldn't believe sometimes when I have discouragement. I can have discouragement in the midst of sometimes the greatest things going on, but I'm just telling you, discouragement is something we've all got to fight. If I told you how many times I've got to fight discouragement, Courage has been taken out. Courage has been taken out. Building this church, I'm telling you, I've had many chances where courage has been taken out. I thought we were going to do something and then courage is taken out. I was believing for someone to go forward and courage was taken out. Well, I'm telling you, discouragement is not going to define my life. I'm going to have courage to keep building. I'm going to have courage to keep believing. I'm going to believe in the younger generation. See, if you're going to play football and if you're going to beat Barcelona, you're going to need courage. If you're going to score goals, you're going to need courage. If you're going to get that job interview, you're going to need courage. Walking in with purpose, full of courage. And this setback is not going to take out the courage. I wanted the job, but I didn't get it. Well, I'm not going to take discouragement. I'm going to take courage. Amen. See, how do you know you got the armour on? Well, how much purpose is on your life? 
How much? I've never known anyone to be putting the armour of God on and to go backwards with purpose. And I've never known anyone to put the armour on and go back with, with discouragement. When you put that armour on, you know you're going into the battle. You know you're going forward. You're not dressed up to go nowhere. You're dressed up to go somewhere. When that bride puts on that dress and she walks down that aisle or... I've watched some of the brides in our church, when they get married, they don't walk slowly. They're like... They can't wait to get married. In fact, I love watching brides and I love watching the grooms. In fact, my favourite is the grooms. You watch a groom when their bride comes down, they're sitting there and looking all... And they're an absolute mess. But I'm telling you, God doesn't want you to put on the armour of God and then to hesitate. When you put that armour on, you start running, you start moving, you start walking, you start making progress. And I'm telling you, the army, the Roman soldiers didn't have anything on their back. Why? Because they were never meant to turn their back. Other soldiers had their back. Everyone else had their back. You didn't have to worry about your back. Why? Because your friends weren't going to backstab you. Your friends weren't going to let you down. Your friends weren't going to forget you. Your friends were going to cover you and we need some friends in our lives that's going to cover us. Some of you have had back attacks. I'm not talking about doing core exercises. I'm talking about you were walking and someone stabbed you. You went to a job and someone put something in your back. You got more injuries on your back than you have in your front. Why? Because you got the wrong people in your life. Make choices about who's in your life. Build the friends in your life that cover your back. They don't expose your nakedness. They cover you when you're down. They cover you when you don't measure up. And that's what Jesus does. I've got your back. I've got you covered. I'll cover you with my promises. I'll cover you with my blessing. I'll cover you with truth. See, when you put the armour on, purpose increases. Courage begins to grow. Think about some of the people in the Bible. David didn't wear the armour of a man. He goes down into a battle and this guy talks differently from everyone now. Everyone's like, nah, can't be done. Nah, can't be done. Oh, he's too big. David turns up. He's too big to miss. He's ugly. He's depressed. Oh, give me that man. Oh, I'll knock him out. And so they try to put the king Saul armour on David. And he gets the armour on him and he's like, I can't fight that big, ugly thing with this armour. He takes it all off. He said, God's my armour. God's my armour. He goes down and he takes off. And it's amazing how he puts a stone in the head of Goliath because Goliath is so stupid. He took his helmet off because he's like, what's this little pipsqueak? And he takes his helmet off. What? What? Boom. And that's what the enemy's like. He's so stupid. He doesn't realise that you're about to take him out, amen? Because he thinks you're going nowhere. He thinks you're making the mistakes you've made in the past. He takes his helmet off and you're going to go boom in Jesus' Name. Come on, say boom in Jesus' Name. Help the preacher preach. But when you've got the armour on, I tell you, purpose increases. What are you like today? Are you sitting there purposeless? Are you discouraged? Maybe you just need to get the armour of God back on. 
Or maybe it was never on. Ah, this Christianity stuff. Ah. No, no. Why don't you put on the armour that God has given you? He set you up for a win. So I want you to encourage you, the belt of truth. And, you know, think about some of the other people. David goes in, he puts on the armour of God. In other words, God was his armour and he knew God was going to protect him from anything that Goliath could do. And bam, straight into it, he hit him on the head. You're going to go for that new job. You're going to have to get courage up. You're going to have to step out and takes courage. I mean, even boys just asking flipping girls out today. It's like, you need courage. Amen. I don't know why it's become so hard, but ask her out. Hashtag ask her out. Hashtag get on with it. Hashtag today. Hashtag now. Hashtag wait till after the service. But Joshua needed courage to go into the promised land. You're gonna need courage to go into your promised land in Jesus' Name. Jesus knew His purpose. Listen, He knew His purpose and it took courage to face the cross. Mary said yes to purpose and it took courage to go forward with the salvation of the earth. Paul found his purpose and he needed courage to keep building the church in areas that the church didn't exist yet. When you put on the armour, purpose becomes stronger. Listen to me, when you put on the armour of God, purpose becomes stronger. Where there's purpose, there will be courage. Listen to me, where there's purpose, I got a purpose for building a church in Berlin. Joyce has got a purpose for building. So it's gonna take courage. But the belt of truth, Ephesians chapter 6, 13. So use every piece of God's armour to resist the enemy whenever he attacks. And when it's all over, you will still be standing up. Your trousers will still be up. I've added that, sorry. But do this, but to do this, but to do this, you will need the strong belt of truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. I want you to know that In this context, truth is not subjective. And I want you to know that He is your truth. You'll never have clarity, more clarity in your life than when Jesus is at the center of your life. Because He is the belt of truth. When you put Jesus on, He'll hold it all together. 